Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where I'm your host Chris Loder keeping the seat warm for Jesse again and in this week's episode we are going to be focusing on the Champions Day at Ascot but before we get into the racing let's see how the guys are. I'm joined by Betfair's Mark Karofsky who's reporting from the office. How's it going Mark? Yeah, all good on my front. Uh, been a busy week but looking forward to now, it's definitely one of the high points of the season, and we're also as well joined in this episode by our regular Paul Callahan. How's it going, Paul? Keeping busy? Yeah, keeping busy. But all's really good, thankfully. All's good at home, all's good at work, and looking forward to to a cracking weekend and looking forward to the, the flat jockeys title, of course. Um, totting up really nice, and we're set for a grandstand finish on Saturday, I hope. Yeah, winners might be uh, hard to come by for both riders, but you definitely think they one or two, they might have one or two chances between them. And yeah, let's get stuck into it then. Six races, and the first race we're going to be looking at is the Long Distance Cup. Um, it's a race over two miles. It's a Group 2 contest. Um, not sure why this is a Group 2, because you've got plenty of Group 1 animals in here. And Trushan heads the betting. He's around about 11 to 8 with some firms. You've got Stradivarius as well, his old rival at 10 to 3. And Hamish as well is third in the bet in that eleven to two. I'll come to uh, Paul here on this one. Paul Trushan's your favourite. Do you think he'll uh, win this race again like he did last year, or do you think there's something else at a bigger price that might be able to take his scalp? I would love to see Trushan or indeed Stradivarius fight it out um, in the finish. Stradivarius, I don't think anyone would be grudging getting his head back in front. Trushan won his last two. I'm not quite sure to go on at the minute. The official description is going to soft. There's, I don't think there's any rain forecast um, between now and, and Saturday afternoon and indeed over the course of racing. But I'm going to take a chance at a bit of a price in the William Haggis train, Hamish, who I know connections think quite a, quite a bit of. Um, and I don't think he was quite a surprise winner when he got the better of Hookham in the, in the September stakes even. We'll get there on the all-weather. And Kempton last him out. And I think... If he can transfer that form onto grass, he will need to improve again. But there's not many miles on the clock, and this is just his ninth career start in total. So at a bit of a price, I'm going to side with William Haggis train Hamish. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting contender, Hamish. Obviously took the scalp of Hookham last time we saw him. Saw that form boosted a couple of weeks ago very nicely at Ascot. And yeah, he's definitely an interesting contender in this race. How about you, Mark? Um, where were you looking? I'm in agreement with uh, Paul Callahan here. I, I think that uh, Hamish is definitely an each way bet here, especially in the eleven to two. Um, neck behind Trushan at Newbury of level weights um, should improve for that run at Kemp. It was quite weak in the betting that day. Um, but one fair and square, and who come had the experience the runners frank that form since. I love the ground. Uh, I think Trushan and Strad had a hard race last time. Also got Princess away in there as well. I mean, this this is a top race, but I think. Uh, I think uh, Hamish is just coming on the scene at the right time. Um, slightly raced. I think 11 and 2 is a fair bet. I think it's an each wee bet to nothing. I'd be disappointed if this didn't place. Yeah, I can see your cases for Hamish. I, I'm not sure about the extra distance to me. I think he's more effective over the mile and a half. And I, I think this could just stretch his stamina. I, I would also give a positive mention for Baron Samady. Finished third last time in the... Uh, Irish St. Ledger staying on in the closing stages wasn't given an overly hard race 
has had a month or so to recover slightly better as well, I think, going up in trip. I think he'll run a big race at a, at a nice each way price there. And yeah, I think maybe the top two in the betting could be slightly vulnerable because I agree, I think they did have a hard race. So we want to kind of take on the favourites there. We've got Hamish and um, Thora, Paul and Mark. And for me, it's Baron Samadhi. We then move on to the next race. It's the champion sprint stakes it's the two o'clock race 20 runners in this field very very competitive and i see rohan is the the one that uh, punters are starting to come in for obviously um one here at the royal meeting back in the summer art power as well hinted at return to form when last seen in ireland and dragon symbol as well hasn't been able to get his head in front in one of these races but has been a consistent performer at this level come to mark here mark who did you like in this one? We with any of the market protagonists, or have we got a bit of imagination? Well, this is very competitive. I think you can make a case for a few in this race. Um, Blind Shield definitely can make a case for that one. Um, Art Power as well. I got to step up. Uh, Dragon Symbol is very very consistent, but had a lot of racing so far this season. Our old favourite Nando Parado. We've seen this before, Chris, haven't we? Um, but I won't be backing him. Um, I'm going to take a chance on one Burroughs Mincel. Um, I think the form behind his marvelous is, is quite good. I think I think improve for that run. Um, handle the conditions. I think this one has a chance. And uh, the staples staples flying at the moment. And they're opening a twenty percent strike rate. Um, I think I think I'll improve for that run last time. Uh, what, what price is uh, Mincel at the moment? Minzau has been quite popular actually. Uh, he's the one that I quite like as well. He was about ten to one. I think, I think get... he's, kind of, he's coming in the race at the right time. He's had a good run last time. I wasn't given an overly hard race. I'll handle the conditions where a lot of these like like ones like Ainsdale, like I backed that one um when I was doing RPL and just completely messed it up at the start, but I actually ran a good race behind uh the Dream, one that we actually fancied on the day. Um can't be trusted. I mean that was twenty eight to one that day. But uh I think Menzel's, what, what price is he at the moment, do you say? You run about, you can get sevens in places at the moment. Like sevens, ones of your price. If you can get anything double figures, absolute value, you'd be smashing that each way. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because he was a very promising juvenile and then obviously he had a slight setback. And I think this must have been his target because I don't think Owen Burridge would have wanted to rush him if he, if he didn't think he, if he was ready. They might have drawn stumps on this season and then gone again next year. But... Um, yeah, I thought that was a more than encouraging run. I think the step up and trip should be no problem. And I think he's definitely a leading candidate, but it is a wide open race, as we said. How about you, Paul? Who did you like in the sprint? I'm going to take a chance on the Ralph Becker train, Kinross, who was sport behind Space Blues in the Pre de la Foray at Longchamp at the beginning of the month. Frankie Dettori once again takes them out. He's versatile as far as the going is concerned. Nicely drawn in stall 17. Frankie did win on him earlier on in the season. And of course, we've got that Frankie factor around Ascot. And I'll be surprised, slightly surprised if he's bigger. He's, I think he's best priced around about 11 to 1 at the minute. I'll be slightly surprised if he doesn't shorten it a little bit before the jump off at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, he's another horse that's definitely um, been in good form this season. Obviously, he does have to... Um, uh, probably improve um than what he showed in the for foray but he's definitely unexposed going back to six furlongs and uh, yeah definitely an interesting player and he could be drawn on the right part of the track as well drawing still 17 so it's kinross for paul and myself for mark 
I wouldn't put you off if you fancied Minzal in this race, but very, very competitive and quite a few you can make uh, claims for. We then um, head to the Phillies and Mares. It's the 235. I'll come to Paul here. Snowfall, she's odds on. Is she going to be vulnerable in this race, Paul, or do you think she'll just take all the beating? I think she'll take all the beating. Um, I don't see why... I don't see any reason why to oppose her. Like she's rated, you have Alba Flora in there. She's ten pound higher rated than, than Alba Flora. Invite for Andrew Balling has a rating of one hundred three. Like they all have to improve somewhat to, to get past her. Um, one that would have been a bit interest if the ground came up soft would be tri Tribal Craft at the prices maybe just to, to run her odds. She's around about the twenty to one mark, but I don't think the ground's going to be soft enough. And for that reason, at the prices in each way nod would be for tribal craft if the ground was soft it won't be so i, I can't see any reason to oppose the favor here interesting there from paul he thinks that snowfall is a good thing i'm not so sure how about you mark seems to be a bit of a trend here I, i'm in a game with paul callahan um i think this is in the penalty kick category i, I think she's very difficult to to oppose um i can see chris loader doesn't look happy but uh I think the run at Longchamp was solid, you know, um, was was with with the eventual winner. Um, just got tired in the in the closing stages, four laps behind. Um, ran a solid race, handled the conditions. I mean, what just behind Hurricane Lane Turnal? What price are they in this race if they're in here? Um, she's top raids. She's getting weight off the top one as well. I think she's very difficult to beat. I think she's probably about a two to five chance here. Mm, interesting. I disagree with the boys. I think Alba Flora could potentially reverse that form from York. Will you give, will you give me five to four? I, I, I think she should be personally about six to four. I can see why she's odd Six on. to four? Yeah. Don't ever attempt to bring out a bookmaking license, Chris Loder. People in Snowfall, six to four. It's not going to last long. That wouldn't even be a price boost. That's that's what I, I would price her up as. I, I think... Um, I think you've got to look at the yard form. Two two wins from their last forty five runners. That is not a good place to be. She's not a nice good. pacemaker in here as well. Ladja Condi, Holly Doll. She got the fractions right set up nicely for snowfall. Possibly, but I just think Alba for Alba Flora could possibly reverse that form from York. She performs her at her best at this track. She was very impressive when she bolted up in a listed race taking on some of the boys back in may she then ran an actual actually a good race uh at royal ascot in the hardwick taking on some of the boys there and the other likes of wonderful tonight hookham you know that that's not that's not bad form at all so ron Priestley as well he's had a good year um that looked a, a good a good race and she's just had a little bit of time to freshen up i just wonder if those adventures in france might just leave their mark on snowfall and i just think Alba Flora, you know, everything's going to be right for her. Whereas I think, obviously, this is just a another dart for, for Snowfall to try and collect a, a group one. Whereas I think Alba Flora has been specifically campaigned for this race. And um, I think she's a worthy adversary. And uh, I think she might be able to reverse that form. And we often see on the, this card, a few a few of these short prices can can get beaten, especially last year as well. Stradivarius, Palace Pier, it, it can happen. So... Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, obviously, Snowfall, she's there to, to be favourite in the market, is well in at the maths, but for me, I just think Alba Flora might be able to take her scalp. So it's Alba Flora for me and uh, Snowfall for the boys. They think she's uh, going to hose up. But anyway, we move on to the, to, to the next race, the, the 310. It's the QE2 stakes, and you have to say, this looks 
like the race of uh of on the cards palace pier obviously your favorite we've got the unbeaten baid the revenant won this race last year master of the seas as well hasn't been campaigned too much this season ran okay i thought behind ben battle you've got ben battle himself in here mother earth um endless uh quality in this race i'll come back to mark on this one who did you like i thought this was very very tricky I agree. I think it's probably the trickiest race that we're going to cover. You can make cases for at least three or four at the top of the bank here. Um, I actually want to be against Bides and Palace Pier here. I think uh, the Revenant is a crack in each way bet here. Uh, won the race last year, beat Palace Pier, was odds on on that occasion. Um, Bides is an interesting contender. Um, but with the Revenant, obviously, it handles the track, handles the conditions. And uh, I just think this has been a long-term plan. Um, and the stable's hitting a bit of form as well. I think uh, the Revenants are cracking each way about here. Yeah, I, I... Yeah, I agree with, with the Revenant. You know, he, I think he's going to be really hard to keep out of the frame. Would have liked to maybe seen seen him go and beat Real World um, last time in the pre-Wildenstein. But... The real world has been an improving horse this season, you know, and this is a this is a course that plays to his strengths. Obviously, you say he's got he's got a good record in the race, and yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be very hard to keep out. And the price he is, he's a good each way bet to nothing. Uh, I think he's going to be on the premises. How about you, Paul? Are you siding with any at the top of the market, or do you think maybe one of the other horses like the Revenant or Master of the Seas might be able to um, take their form to another level? I think it's I quite like an Olivia and Olivia Pellier ridden runner. I think the Revenant could be staying on best of those. Pellier likes to to stalk out the back and come late. It's pretty versatile, world class rider, and he's still doing it. I can remember Pellier winning arcs when I was growing up, and still doing it. Still. on Harbinger as well. Sorry, man, aren't you? He won on the Harbinger. Is he not on board when it absolutely hacked up that day? Beat workforce on the Revenant. No, he was on. He was on Harbinger. Was it Olivia Pellier rode that day? Ask I'm him. not sure. Chris Lodderon on. Before oh. my time. Yeah, it's exactly what he did. He just stayed at the back in the high clear colours and absolutely hacked up. Maybe I'm showing my age here. But anyway, floor is yours, Paul Callahan. He is, uh, no, he is world class, but Breeders' Cup winning jockey as well. It's top class, but I'm going to, I love Bide. I think is a proper horse. Five from five, passed every assignment so far. A slight concern probably will need to improve again to, to take this but a slight concern would be it's at the end those five runs five victories have come this season and question marks would be if has any of those races or have, have all five late races left a mark on him and we won't know until shortly after 10 past three on Saturday afternoon and taking that he is A1 I think Baid here can, can keep his unbeaten record intact Interesting so Paul is with Baid I'll give a positive mention for Master of the Seas. I think um, I think this has been his, his big target. Obviously, that form behind Poetic Flair in the Guineas has been well frank this season. You know, Poetic Flo- uh, Flair has been a very good horse. Um, and obviously, we, Master of the Seas, he did have a slight setback, but I thought he, he did all right on his reappearance, you know, and um, he could, could improve for that. He was a bit unlucky in running. He didn't get the clearest of passages. And I thought he was quite a big price in this race with, with the three-year-old allowance. Um, I think he, Palace Pier, Chris. Palace Pier, I think the, the thing about this race... Which, what, price, what price is he at the moment, Palace he, Pier? He's six to four. 
So the four to six to field, is that value for you here, considering what we got here? Would you leave Palace Pure on the outright win? No, I wouldn't because he knows how to win. He's not been he's not been as flashy as he was last season in, in some of his runs, but he has been a cash machine this year, you know, and the the one thing that I, I I'm struggling with this race is where's the pace coming from? A lot of these like to, to come off a, a strong pace. I think the Revenant last year was actually ridden a little bit more handy than he than he than he normally is ridden. And I think Boudot gay uh um, won in the race last year from where he had him positioned um, and that's in my opinion but you, you know you're, you're looking at the likes of maybe Ben Battle might he go forward um, but this is a hard track to, to make all on from the front you have to you know um, you're preparing to the Revenant there the Revenant had to give Palace Pier £3 last time as well they're on level weights this time and the Revenant could, could theoretically meet the running here if it is a slow gap, surely that will play play into that one's strengths and against Palace Pier. Yeah, he would. The, the only thing you can say about Palace Pier last year, he did have a couple of excuses. He did lose a shoe in running. And then I think they found he might have been slightly lame afterwards. Or that there was some, I remember there was some some setback he had that, that he wasn't quite A1 or, or on the day. Something did, did come to light there. But because um, if you go back and watch the race, he's absolutely tanking and he just dropped dropped out in the, in the closing stages and also as well the really heavy ground might have been against him he is effective on it but it might have just been a bit too testing for him so anyway we'll just round off there with the QE2 so I like Master of the Seas Mark likes the Revenant and Paul is uh, going to side with Bailly to keep up his um, undefeated sequence we then moving on to the fifth race this is another belter um we've got the the champion stakes it's the 350 over a mile and two furlongs mishrif is your current favorite in the betting here and uh you got adair as well derby winner 15 to 8 he's dropping back in trip um two horses at the top of the market um i'll come to paul here on this one uh, if he if he's ready um paul is mishrif the right favorite or do you think um he might uh find this a little bit tougher than his previous assignment. I think he's going to be a tough nut to crack, but I'm going to take a chance. I tipped up Adam in this last year, and I know the ground was soft, and the ground's not going to be as soft this year, and this year's assignment is arguably a hotter, hotter contest, but I think Adam, he ran well to finish second behind Mark's, St. Mark's Basilica in the, clip, in the eclipse last time out on ground that would have been quicker than ideal. And I just think at a bit of a price, he might just sneak a place. And he's round about, I think, the 15 to 2 mark. So it's a day for me. Always runs with his heart and asleep. And uh, certainly it's a case of heart rolling head here. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a horse that um, I think has got solid uh, place credentials. Finished second in this race two years ago, I think, behind Magical. Obviously took advantage of that last year with the ground. I think he has been maybe overlooked in the market. I'm not sure about Ed AR for me. I just think that he's better over the mile and a half. And he might have had a last... A hard race last time. Mishrif, I think, is the one they do all have to beat to buy on his interest, and he's been supplemented. I thought Seal away as well, the French trader, has got that form of St. Mark's Basilica earlier on the season in the Prix de Jockey Club. Hadn't been seen since until the arc when he finished in fifth, and is arguably probably better dropping back to this shorter trip. How about you, Mark? Did you like Mishrif, or would you be getting him on the lay machine? I think it's all about the price. What price is Mishrif at the moment? You can get six to four on Mishrif, which you know, I, is... I think I think this is um probably a better six to four shot than say 
Palace Pier for me. I think Palace Pier is a harder race than Palace Pier's. I think four to six there's value, whereas I think this one, I think in the lay, four to six the field looks value to me. The only issue with mischief here is the ground for me. Um, again, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm in agreement with Bob Callahan here. I think that's four we're in agreement with this season. So we'll be getting the, uh, I've got one more to go after this, but get the four fold up in the trebles. I'm with Adiab. Um, I think solid, solid each way. I think 15 to two is value, sort of like the each way fief bet here. Um, won this race last year as well. This is tougher, but will handle the conditions and the trip. Um, Adier, I think, had a hard race last time out. And this is one I think might be quite disappointing. That could potentially be a place lay. If you could lay that odds on in the three, I think you'd be doing that, especially on this ground. That's where I'd look at this one. And then also you got the old, uh, the old monkey, Alassi, as well. If they go a strong pace, this thing's going to be absolutely cantering and behind. Could be, could be actually nailed on for a back to lay. What price is Alassi at the moment? Oh, that's a good question. I looked at uh, last in the week. I just thought maybe... Not for win purposes, because a bit of a monkey. What price is he just now in the sports book? We can get uh, 22 to 1. Well, there you go. Like, listen, if this goes off for like 25s or 40s on, on Betfair, you could easily... This is, you know what's going to happen? This thing's going to be absolutely cantering. Is he going to find or is he not? You could easily lay this thing off maybe 9 to 1, 8 to 1 and running and have a nice back to lay. That's how I would... Play if I was playing in that race. I don't know if I will. If Alassie goes off around forties or thirty threes, it, it looks like a classic back to lay because you know this one's going to be travelling. But Adiab looks looks solid each way uh, for me as well. Question marks about Adier and Mishriff on the ground for me. Um, again, this this could easily have a boil over as well. Um, as you see, you there is you can get boil overs on this meeting, especially if the ground turns heavy. Um, I think the back to lay looks a good play with Alassie. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sometimes I think with this meeting, yeah, I think you've got to look at the horses that maybe have had the lighter campaigns or have had this as their target in mind. Whereas you're looking at the likes of Adair, obviously we might not see him next year. They might want to get another win, win on him before he goes to stud. Um, obviously it would enhance his value if he could win over this trip. Um, yeah, it's just sometimes these 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 plans can sometimes just be afterthoughts and they, they, they've not been their main target, whereas I feel like the Adiar's main target was the arc. So, yeah. It, place Lee. Could be a classic Place Lee. What price is he just now in the sportsbook? You can get 15 to 8 on him. He's... 15 to 8? You could lay that to 5, 4, 11. So you're getting 11 or 4 to field for that not to place. And heavy ground. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you can see him. What? Why you can see at the back of the telly? He, he's a difficult horse to price up, I guess, because you can see him winning, but you can see you can see him struggling a lot as well. He's he's one of those horses that sometimes it's hard to to probably price up because you know that he's got the quality to win this race, but then at the back of your mind, you're like, his what? best form is on good good to soft ground it's been quite disappointing on, on softer ground for me I had a hard race last time I had a lot of running a lot of racing I'd say it was probably primed to win at Epsom it was impressive at Ascot um, could easily could easily see this one out of the three um, yeah and he's and he's and Mishriff is slightly better off at the weight it's only four pounds this time instead of uh, the bigger allowance for the King George back in the summer so yeah, it's a day up for uh, Paul Mark as well. Also, wouldn't put you off on a day up. And also, as well, a favourable mention for Laird Lazzi in running. 
Um, I myself, I'm quite sweet on Adiab, and I think Silaway could be quite interesting as well. I think he he could be one to keep an eye on, especially if um, if there is any rain. But I doubt there will be. Anyway, we move on to the last race. It's the four thirty, the Balmoral handicap, um, only handicap on the card. But this is a race that often throws up some good horses. Um, we've got the likes of some Ray Major at the top in here, but yeah, is, is he going to be in that profile maybe of some of the recent winners? We had Njord, who's been a good performer this year, Lord Glitters. Mark, I'll come to you. Some Rain Major, could he be that Group 1 horse, or are we staying away from him and using our imagination to get a bigger price? Quite like uh, Paul Barry, another one of William Haggis. I'm hoping William Haggis has a good, uh, a good weekend. Um, done it well last time with Jim Crowley on board, heavy ground um, at Ascot. Same conditions, similar this time around. Um, up in the weights for that, but £6 penalty, still think can be competitive. Yeah, I think this one um, could be, as you say, the, old, the group horse and a handicap. Um, he's carrying 9.4 last time out. Um, he's carrying 9.6, £6 up in the weights. This is massively tougher. Um, this thing looks very difficult to be up a furlong, but the way this this one last time out should improve even more for that. Um, peaking at the right time, stable and formed. I think this one still looks ahead of the handicap. I think mean, this looks a 120 running off 109. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting contender. The it's the ground. It's the ground. It's a big factor because most of these will hate it. Possibly. It might not be as heavy, though, as it, it has been. What it, price is he? There's a lot of rain fifth, fifth, at the moment fifth, for my area. He's 15 to 2 at the moment. It's a solid each way. If you can get extra places there, additional places, it's an each way bent enough, and I'll handle the conditions. Will be buying right there. Yeah, if if there is that ease in the ground, I think it'll definitely play to his strengths. How about you, uh, Paul? You, I know you like a William Haggis horse. Is that our diary? I love a William Haggis horse, um, but I'm not gonna side with a William Haggis horse here. Sunray Major should be tough enough to crack, you would imagine, but it's such a competitive handicap. Round about the, the nine to four mark is, is a bit bit short for me. Nicely drawn and stalled at twenty one, however, and looking to complete the hat trick of victories here for John and Teddy Gosden and Frankie Tory. But at bigger prices, there are plenty of extra place races if you shop around. And top price thirty three to one. I quite like Magical Morning. Jamie Spencer is on board for John and Teddy Gosden. Drawn and stalled twelve. Only beat two home. The one last seen in the Cambridgeshire under Frankie. We'll need to leave that form behind and bounce back here. I'd imagine with Jamie Spencer on board, they may just change tactics here and, and decide to hold up Magical Morning. There'll be plenty of pace on. You'll be hoping for a bit of luck. But with six, seven places on offer, if you are having an each-way bet, Magical Morning is top price at 33 to 1. I think you could do worse than have a small wager on that one. And drawn on the wrong side, I've got to give a mention to Accidental Agent. He's a horse, I think, is a hugely talented individual, but has his quirks and get quite worked up beforehand. Ran well, I thought. Finished sixth last time out at thirty-three to one. Actually, tipped him up the last time when he when he did finish sixth, and and probably that was as good as my afternoon got on that occasion. But got to give a mention to, to accidental agents who I think can outrun his odds. He's currently best priced at fifty to one. He can get a little bit hot beforehand, but I think if um, if he can keep it together, and obviously the loading procedure will will play a hand in that because he usually goes in last, but he can get himself quite worked up behind the stalls, but. You could do worse than, than have a couple of small wager each way on, on accidental age at, at around about 50 to 1. Yeah. 50 to 1, six places here. You're laughing. If this goes in well, I mean, he's probably about a 16 to 1 chance, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah he just he's, he's um he's all right. Like he, he ran in a group race. I tipped him up in a group race earlier on in the season, and I think he finished seventh in the end. But he was only beaten maybe four lengths by Bimbati. Yeah, look at yeah, understand. He wasn't beaten far. He was he was still in with his his race was told hitting the furlong pole but he was still within about a length or so approaching the furlong marker um, he's a hugely talented horse but I, I just think he has refused to race in the past as well but he, he's, a, he's a horse that will give you should give you a good good run for your money yeah definitely shown his best form at this course as well yeah yeah his finest hour came there when he won the Queen Anne stakes at a, a big price but then when I fancied him the next year he, he uh, blew the start so he can be a bit of a monkey can't he but uh, he, like you say he's certainly a talented horse I was on Lord Glitters that day as well he's done me I wasn't happy story of my life yeah what could have been I think this should be called the what what could have been podcast and then uh, we could ask all the punters for their hard luck stories and I think we would be here for the rest of the time but anyway so it's accidental agent um for pool and also as well he had a favorable mention for his main selection with magical morning and mark was quite keen on the chances of al dari i thought king leonidas was quite interesting um horse i thought could go on to bigger and better things last year made an encouraging return i thought at newbury i think this has probably been his target only a pound higher wasn't a bad race at all think uh, i think he'll be an interesting player in this race and could go close so yeah um that rounds things off for champions um day at ascot on saturday before we sign off just see if any of the the lads got any other fancies um paul come to you here have you got anything else you, you like uh, for the weekend one run on, at Leperstown in the last, the 5.25, but I'll give a mention to Declan McDonough teaming up with Willie Mullins on a horse called Baby Zoo. A strong out in Sol 15 is not ideal, but has the right man on top to, to cancel out that draw. Mile and a half to cover. Be hoping for a little bit of luck, but um, no prices available at the moment, but I'll certainly be keeping an eye on Baby Zoo as in the 5.25 at Leperstown. And how about you, Mark? Have you got anything, or was it just the races we were looking at for... Um, for Saturday, and well, I'll be focusing on. I think uh, Snowfall is probably going to make or break my day. This gets being in trouble. Yeah, none like you to normally back a favourite, eh? That's odds on. Oh, can, can I go for... to rub off on me? You know? Can I go for one at Dundalk on Friday night? Yeah, go on then. I'm, uh, I'm just gonna uh, always kind of flag these this pair up. I am another Declan McDonald mount, but um, I always think dangerous when teaming up with trainer Kieran Cotter and the pair team up with a horse called Ambitious who was 6 of 11 at the Curran Racecourse debut wasn't put out support either in the market and runs in the finale at Dundalk 8.15 on Friday evening Ambitious is drawn in stall 7 and just yeah you could do worse than have a small wager for a bit of fun on the Kieran Collar train Declan McDonough ridden Ambitious in the, the lucky last hopefully at Dundalk Friday evening Cool, so Paul's got a couple of selections there over the RC. I've just got one tip to give for my any other business uh, selection. It runs in the Welsh Champion Hurdle, the 4.35. Good card there at Foslas on um, Saturday. Another uh, important jump me- meeting as we get closer to what we really call the jump season. Obviously, a lot of progressive um, hurdle hurdlers in this, but I just thought... Uh, Monsieur Lecoq was a bit of a big price here. He won this race two years ago. He's now £2 lower than when he won- last won that race. Um, went over fences. 
last season. Did okay, um, but I think coming back over hurdles now, he's a well-handicapped horse. Jane Williams' team, not in bad form. They've only had one winner from their last seven runners, but notice that a lot of their horses have been travelling really well into races and been there or thereabouts and just touched off. And I just think Monsieur Lecoq, he's a dual course and distance winner, well-handicapped. He might just be able to bring a touch of class to this race if he can bounce back to his old form. And uh, yeah, I think he'll go quite close in that race. So yeah, they're the um, selections and thoughts on this weekend's racing. Thanks to Mark and Paul for their time. If you still enjoy these podcasts, remember to follow us on all our podcast platforms where, where we're available on the likes of Spotify, um, Apple and SoundCloud. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can where our handle is at in the saddle global and also as well the most important thing remember uh, the advice we've given you please gamble responsibly you know um bet within your means and so yeah hopefully we can have some winners for you this weekend so yeah um that's it from myself and the lads and we'll be seeing you next week